All right then, happy St. Patrick's Day 2021 to all of you out there. Boy, oh boy, is this a day where the Irish really, truly celebrate in the uh, just about one of the only ways they know how. And I can say that because I myself am Irish. They go and drink their faces off. God bless them for doing so. So as we come on air this evening, I was just prepping for the show as I usually do. And uh, I usually have Fox News on in the background. And there was a story that Laura Ingram just reported on that really caught my attention. And not for a reason that it's a good story, but because it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I don't know what the motive is for it. I don't know why this occurred, but it's beyond shocking and disgusting. Here's the headline. Rochester teens. Now, Rochester, I live in Buffalo. We're not that far away from Rochester. It's like an hour away from us here. Rochester teens who allegedly set man on fire in apartment, in his own apartment, these two teens set this guy on fire and are now facing murder charges. The two teens who allegedly set the man on fire inside his own home, upstate New York, last week, now they're facing murder charges after the man died of his injuries uh, yesterday. The boys, now get this, right? You would think teens, well, what, 19 and 18 maybe? No, 14 and 16. These two boys, 16 and 14 years old old setting a 53 year old man on fire and the police said today he's a 53 year old man who lives alone and has no living family to speak for him uh the guy's name is steven amenhauser amenhauser let's get this was doused with a flammable liquid and intentionally intentionally by a 14 and a 16 year old was set on fire while he sat in a chair in his apartment on Friday. Ammenhauser ran out of his apartment on fire about five minutes before he returned from a corner store at 12.30 p.m. That was Rochester uh, Police Captain Frank Umbrino saying he suffered second and third degree burns to more than 70% of his body, was rushed to the burn unit at Strong Memorial Hospital, where he died of his injuries shortly after 4 a.m. on Tuesday. Following the 53-year-old's death, the teens were additionally charged with second-degree murder. Now, how is it, you know, how is it that that, it, it, that things like this still happen? You know, the what could a 53-year-old man who was living on his own with no family around, gets set on fire and dies because of two teenagers. I, it, it's disgusting. It is so, so sad. Um, I mean, just yesterday, as we come on, as we were coming on air, you know, we had this Atlanta shooting, this guy killing eight people by the way we have an update on that that we'll get to in the throughout the course of the program 
But I'm like, you know what? It, you know, here's St. Patrick's Day, and and everyone's, you know, you got uh, togetherness. You have people who are out, families celebrating. You know, a lot of love uh, being shown. And you know, for I don't know, it just really truly breaks my heart when I read stories like this. And listen, it, it I, I, you know, if you apply the same standard, which I do, I, I I'm a consistent guy through and through. These two, if they're found guilty, and they did this, a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old murdering a man by setting him on fire, they deserve the death penalty. His life, is he's not coming back. It, 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 you cannot get back a human life. This uh, Robert Long guy, the Atlanta uh, shooter here yesterday, knowingly killed eight people these two knowingly killed this man they all deserve the death penalty you cannot trip nothing you can't get you can, there's no money you can give there's no amount of damages that you can reimburse if you knowingly take a human life you deserve the death penalty i don't care how old you are you don't know at age 16 or 14 to not set a man on fire. By the way, where are their parents? That's what I'd like to know. You know uh, uh, I was watching Laura Ingram report on it with uh, Bob uh, Wood, uh, Bob Woodward Woodhouse, um, civil rights uh, attorney. He's always on uh, Fox News, and it, just saying that this is where where were the parents? Like, there was neglect, and one of the parents was charged. Uh, you know, they they were neglecting the kid and. You know, a 16 and a 14-year-old, terrific that things like this still happen. Um, anyway, so God God, God bless his soul, uh, Stephen Ammenhauser, um, and, and may, he, may he rest in peace. He, he's with God now. Um, so sad. Okay, anyway, so um, as we uh, carry on with the program, though, in the Boston Herald today, Joe Battenfield writes, Border crisis is Joe Biden's problem, whether he admits it or not. Quote, the illegal immigration crisis mounting at the Mexican border is now Biden's problem and could severely undermine his political standing just months into his presidency. We're not even two months into the presidency yet. Biden didn't inherit the crisis. He partly created it, and now he has to own it. But so far... All we're getting is denials and finger-pointing. The White House even refusing to call the event a crisis despite clear evidence that thousands of migrants, including many children and teens, are crossing the border in a major surge from previous years. Now, he even includes in his article a picture of this guy, and this is a Honduran man seeking asylum in the United States, wearing the T-shirt that literally says, Biden, please let us in. Joe Biden, he did not. Now, this is the only part that I disagree with uh, Battenfeld on. Biden didn't just inherit the crisis. He said, no, Biden didn't inherit a crisis at all. Joe Biden didn't partly create it. Joe Biden is the creator of the border crisis. All of this is because Joe Biden kept saying, guess what? If you're here illegally, I'm going to give you amnesty. You will have a pathway to citizenship. He can't just 
change course now and say, oh, no, no, I'm sorry about that. I was just saying that, so I got elected. Oh, so then you just blatantly lied to the American people. Either you believe in open borders or you don't. Now, I believe Joe has to continuous, continuously change his tune because he's being controlled by the radical socialist leftist wing of his party. Kamala Harris, by the way, Vice President uh, Harris, who was uh, being asked uh, yesterday by a reporter, said, what, do you have anything to say about the children at the border and what's going on? And she said, oh, no, no, I haven't been briefed about it. You haven't been briefed about it? You're the vice president of the United States. How do you not know that there's a crisis on the southern border? And then she says, oh, I'll learn about it on the plane, though. Oh, really? For the first time ever, you're hearing about this. You know all about it. You and Joe created the crisis. You didn't inherit a humanitarian crisis. The Biden administration created the crisis. And now, and, and who's going to fix it now? Senate Democrats? No. The House controlled by Democrats? No. I give Kevin McCarthy credit. House uh, uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who, who uh, actually went down to the border and saw what was going on, said, it, said it's heartbreaking. It's all Joe Biden's mess, though. This is what we get in Joe Biden's America. Now, Ted Cruz saying today, the goal of Biden's horrifically inhumane border policy is to elect more Democrats. Cruz said, quote, this is not only a crisis, and, and Ted Cruz is going to know a lot, about, a lot more about the border crisis than, than a lot of people in this country because he's the senator from Texas. This is happening in Texas. Anyway, he says this is not only a crisis, but it is a crisis that is getting much, much worse. And it is entirely created, uh, and it is an entirely created crisis created by the failures of the Biden administration's policy. Well, remember, though, I, I'm not sure Joe Biden's going to call this a failure. Joe Biden was advocating for this. Joe Biden, uh, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, created catch and release. Joe Biden, so far, uh, uh, Barack Obama could do no wrong in Biden's eyes. He sat back, you know, I, I almost guarantee you, he didn't criticize a single thing that Barack Hussein Obama did. I think he was too scared to do so. Oh, and, and remember, as he says, oh, the first articulate and clean and and mainstream african-american oh man that's that's storybook the next president of the united states barack america <laughs> joe's been clueless for a very long time now it's showing though i mean if you even watch if you watch that whole interview that biden did with stephanopoulos last night it's like it, it, he can't even it, it's just tough to watch it's it's cringeworthy stuff from Joe, and they act like it's fine. The mainstream media acts like he's totally fine, and he's still the same Joe Biden, right? He's not. This guy has lost it. It's an embarrassment to our country to have to call him president of the United States. Anyway, so Senator Cruz says uh, that Biden, and remember, he halted construction on the border wall and ended uh, President Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Cruz says the Biden administration just threw that in the trash and said, yep, let them in. 
Uh, Cruz also uh, said some migrant children are being smuggled across the border by human traffickers. This was in the Daily Caller, by the way, Cruz giving this interview. Those kids are being brought in by human traffickers, he says. Nobody who is compassionate wants to see a little uh, boy or a little girl in the custody of a human trafficker. It is horrifically inhumane what is happening right now. And the Biden administration caused it and refuses to even admit it's going on. Now, the Biden administration has repeatedly refused to call the situation at the border a crisis, instead referring to it as, quote, difficult. The number of migrant children, by the way, illegally crossing the border has exceeded federal ability to hold them. Axios reporting that based on documents from the Department of Health and Human Services. Biden told migrants Tuesday, don't don't come in an exclusive interview. Now, uh, uh, this was in the who was this? Washington Times today. Suspected terrorists crossing through land border. Homeland Security Secretary admitting that today. This is uh, a member. This is Alejandro Mayorkas. He's the home uh, 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 Department of Homeland Security Secretary acknowledging today that known or suspected terrorists are crossing through the southern border, though he says, yeah, it's been going on for years. Well, remember, the Washington Post reported yesterday that Democrats are saying, no, that's not true. That's a lie. That Kevin McCarthy, who was actually went to the border, he's just blatantly lying. And then there's Axios confirming four terrorists yesterday found and caught on the uh, trying to cross into the country. Mayorka says, he said they have tried to cross the land border as well as try to arrive by air. That is not a new phenomenon, he says. He was testifying to the House Homeland Security Committee. This is two days after GOP leaders during a visit to the border in Texas said Border Patrol agents told them illegal immigrants on the terrorist watch list had been coming across uh, the boundary. NBC News reporting. Southwest border crossings on pace. Now get this for highest levels in 20 years in 20 years okay so that uh, we just went through four years of donald trump so how could joe biden have possibly inherited a crisis if this is going to be the highest level of border crossings in 20 years this is all joe biden's mess and he refuses to fix it this was yesterday in nbc news Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said Tuesday the U.S. is expected to reach the highest number of people apprehended at the U.S.-Mexico border in literally two decades wearing t-shirts. Biden, please let us in. Uh, Mayorkas said we are on pace to encounter more individuals on the southwest border than we have in the last 20 years. We are expelling most single adults and families. We are not expelling unaccompanied children. That's why parents are sending those children there. Oh, if you got, if you get in, then you can come get me. And then that, this way I can have amnesty too. Completely selfish by the parents, if you ask me, putting their kids through this. And who knows what they're encountering? Human traffickers, drug cartels, coyotes along the way. It's a dangerous, dangerous journey. They shouldn't be doing it at all, let alone it's illegal. 
No one who crosses into our country and does it illegally should be allowed to stay here. Deport them. Why is it so hard for Democrats? Why? As of Sunday, Customs and Border Protection was encountering, and remember, all these numbers that we give out, these are real people. These are real children, real statistics that are happening right now. It's not just you cross in and, oh, all right, now I'm here. Now I get amnesty. Now you pay for my health care. You pay for my food. You pay for my standard. You pay for my living. That's not how that works. Uh, imagine if you saw one of these unaccompanied children, right, walks right into your house. And remember, your house has no door on it. There's no protecting it. No, that's racist. Comes in, says, yeah, I'm living here now. Oh, and I might have COVID. By the way, so now I have this that I can bring to you too. And you better pay for everything. Oh, or, or you're not going to? Oh, you must be racist. As of Sunday, Customs and Border Protection was encountering 565 unaccompanied children crossing the border. Now that's a big number for a, a year, I would argue, for a month. No, this number... 565 unaccompanied children crossing the border. That's on average per day this is happening. According to new data obtained by NBC News, up from an average of uh, 313 children per day last month. Now, guess what? If we don't get tough on that border, if the White House can't even acknowledge that it's a crisis, well, we went from last month, 313 children crossing every day to now 565. Who knows what that number is going to be next month and then the months to follow. Now, we're in March right now. Next month, we'll get April. Then we'll hit May where the weather is going to be not. And obviously, you know, I get that it's uh, nice down in Texas right now and Mexico, but it's going to get even hotter. So guess what? You think people are just going to stop now? No, they're going to keep on coming. That number is only going to increase. But I mean, listen to that. We'll go from 313 per day to 565. Lord knows what the number will be next month. Probably if, if, if it keeps going like this, it'll be in the 700s. Might even reach 800. Uh, uh, literally a day. Unaccompanied children. The surge has created a backlog in Border Patrol stations with over 4,200 children in custody and 2,943 of those children being held over the 72-hour legal limit. The new figures are a record high, topping last week when there were roughly 3,000 children in Border Patrol custody, 1,400 of whom were being held over the 72 uh, our limit. FEMA is quickly building, quote, decompression centers in Dallas and Midland, Texas, to allow Health and Human Services, the agency equipped to care for children before they are placed with sponsors, to take more children out of Border Patrol custody. Mexico's limited capacity has strained our resources in the Rio Grande Valley area. Uh, Mayorkas saying that uh, when Mexico's capacity is reached, we process the families and place them in immigration proceedings here in the U.S. 
He said the U.S. is encountering many children at the southwest border each day who are not accompanied by a parent or legal guardian. Part of the problem is that the Department of Health and Human Services doesn't have the capacity to take in the current number of children they're encountering. NBC News, now get right, listen to this. Republicans, those nasty, downright awful, evil Republicans, racists. Republicans have accused the current administration of creating a crisis at the border, saying Joe Biden's uh, relaxing of some immigration policies have incentivized people to try to cross into the U.S. illegally. Again, Republicans are saying this because it's happening. Look at the T-shirts. Did you ever see a T-shirt that says Trump? Please let us in. No, because Donald Trump actually cared about border security, cared about the safety of the American people, let alone the financial burden that illegal aliens put on Americans. When asked on Tuesday, Biden told reporters he did not have any plan, none whatsoever, to visit the southern border at this moment. The minority leader in the House of Representatives has gone down there and has seen what happened. This is this is what Democrats do, though. When things aren't going well because of their failed policies, they just turn a blind eye. I don't, I don't need to go down there. I don't need to see it. I'm going to stay up here and, and, and worry about my dog biting people. Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, Greg Abbott saying uh, 11,000 kids crossed Texas's border this year wants the federal uh wants the federal the federal government to let the state interview them two days after criticizing the biden administration's immigration policies texas governor greg abbott addressed the stress thousands of unaccompanied minors seeking asylum are putting on facilities at the texas texas mexico border on wednesday afternoon abbott spoke across the street uh in dallas uh, for, uh, from Dallas's K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center early Wednesday afternoon. Quote, these sites are a direct result of President Biden's reckless open borders policy that are causing a surge in border crossings and cartel activity. Abbott saying today added that 11,000 minors have been apprehended crossing the Texas-Mexico border this year alone and that border crossings are at its highest level in two years. U.S. authorities encountered children traveling alone 9,457 times in February, nearly double the number in January, and the highest since May 2019, when the figure needed uh, neared 12,000 during the peak of a surge during the era of Donald Trump. The Biden administration is completely not prepared for the number of children coming across the border, Abbott said. Uh, he says the governor is looking for answers to questions about the health of the children, mainly if they've been tested for COVID and known variants and what will be done if the children are ill or become ill. He also wants answers about who's helping them reach the border and cross to the other side. Abbott says he planned to ask the federal government to grant state troopers access to the three federal facilities in Texas where minors are being held so that they can be interviewed as part of the state's ongoing investigation into illegal border crossings and the possible involvement of Mexican drug cartels in moving people across the Rio Grande River. Now that's an example of a good governor. As we go through the program, I'll give you 
uh, two examples of bad governors. You'll probably be able to figure out who those two are. And another example of a great governor. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, Donald Trump yesterday in his interview uh, on Fox with uh, Maria Bartiromo says Biden is to blame for the border crisis, saying, quote, we did a lot of things and all of that is now eroded. Today, they're coming in from all foreign countries. They're dropping them off and they're coming into our country and it's a disgrace. They're going to destroy our country if they don't do something about it. He says they are destroying our country. People are coming in by the hundreds of thousands. Young people are coming in and they leave their homes and they come up because they think it's going to be so wonderful. Frankly, our country can't handle it. It's a crisis like we've rarely had and certainly we've never had on the border. And it's going to get much worse. With a little bit of time, you'll see those numbers expand at a level like you've never seen before. Now, you know something that was working? The wall that Donald Trump built? You know, over 460 miles of wall built on that southern border? Well, today, Republican senators are saying that it's unlawful what Joe Biden did in halting the border construction. The Washington Times reporting, <clears throat> excuse me again, Stone's got a little something in here. <clears throat> got to figure that out. Republican senators requested an investigation into President Biden's order to pause border wall construction, saying uh, today that the directive is a blatant violation of federal law. Why is that? Because it blocks spending Congress has already specifically authorized. Senator Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia uh, it, it, leading the charge here and other uh, 40 senators joining with her asked the government accountability office to investigate saying while Biden had the power to cancel some construction being paid for by funds shifted from within unrelated Pentagon accounts uh, the senators wrote that he did not have the power to block billions of dollars Congress specifically approved for the wall we are writing regarding these actions. We believe they violate the Impoundment Control Act as interpreted by your office, and we request your legal opinion on the matter. Prompt action to end these violations is required to restore order at the border. They say it's unlawful. Also arguing that the situation at the border is worse and with a surge of migrants and a rising death toll among them. They pointed to the horrific car crash earlier this month, with which uh, killed 13 migrants coming from a hole in the wall uh, that it is in California. The Washington Times reported two months ago that experts on presidential and congressional powers said the halt was likely illegal. Now, Homeland Security uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who is leading a review of wall funding, said Wednesday he won't recommend the money be restarted. How about that, huh? He doesn't want to fix it up because doesn't isn't that literally this is exactly the same thing as the deaths from nursing homes in New York because of Governor Cuomo. Donald Trump, look at what he did on the southern border. Donald Trump built a wall, made sure that surges of migrants and unaccompanied minors coming into the country didn't happen. And you know, no Democrats gave him any credit whatsoever. Well, Donald Trump it had this wall. It was still being built. Biden, nope, 
I can't use that because it'll give too much credit to Donald Trump. They're putting politics over people. That's what they're doing. Now, Andrew Cuomo, Javits Center, built by Donald Trump, the, the uh, making it into a, a COVID hospital. That was Trump. USNS Comfort, docking in New York, Donald Trump. Could, Cuomo couldn't use that, though, because it, it would have given too much of a political... Uh, uh, accomplishment to Donald Trump. They couldn't have that happen. This is how the Democrat Party is. They're completely and utterly evil. And it's disgusting to see. Look at all these all these numbers that, that I'm giving out here. These are real people. And, and who knows what the number we'll have next month as far as unaccompanied minors go. Uh, now, anyway, so uh, let's continue on with the news. You got John Kerry today. How about this? John Kerry caught maskless on flight. American Airlines looking into apparent COVID violation. Climate czar John Kerry. And he was flying. Again, he's riding on a plane. You know, this is this is the guy. The, what is it? Oh, what is his title? Special uh, presidential envoy when it comes to climate. Uh, John Kerry. John Kerry, who I guess could fly on planes, but no one else should. Remember John Kerry saying, well, no, people like me, no, I, I have to fly on planes. Uh, the photo, which was first posted by conservative outlet, the Tennessee Star, shows the former Secretary of State wearing his mask, hanging off of one ear. Yeah, as he reads a book in first class, by the way, because people like him have to do that. Fox News confirmed the photo's authenticity with the passenger who wished to remain anonymous. The passenger shared a photo of his boarding pass with Fox News to confirm he was on the flight. Uh, the Tennessee Star, this reporter here, Neil McCabe is his name, says exclusive Biden's climate envoy John Kerry took his mask off as he settled into a book uh, in his first class seat just before uh, takeoff today on American Airlines flight from uh, Boston to D.C. Wasn't eating, wasn't drinking. He was simply flaunting Biden's mandatory mask policy. And he can't argue that he was social distancing because there's an arm uh, sitting, someone clearly sitting right next to him. The passenger said they saw the president's climate envoy wearing his mask while at the boarding gate, but took it off shortly after boarding ahead of other passengers, by the way. Uh, he says, I salute our very special presidential envoy for climate for not flying private, but instead flying first class commercial with the rest of us common folk. And while he can't bring himself to follow his own party's mask restrictions, we should cut him some slack. You know, being an elite hypocrite, that's hard work. And he says, by the way, the plane was mostly full. Passenger told Fox News that they did not see any of the flight attendants on board instructing Kerry to put his mask back on. But they did note that Kerry later wore it for most of the flight. American Airlines say that, uh, quote, masks are required on board our aircraft and we are looking into this. Oh, really? A Democrat in a little bit of heat? Yeah, I'm sure they're looking into it. Uh, he tweeted uh, in regards to it, feels like there's some St. Patrick's Day malarkey afoot on Twitter. Let's be clear. If I dropped my mask to one ear on a flight, it was momentary. Uh, I wear my mask because it saves lives and stops the spread. It's what the science tells us to do. Yeah, the party of science. There they are again, right? John Kerry himself. 
couldn't follow his own his own parties. They're obsessed. Their Democrats are obsessed with masks. They would. They're probably gonna once it's and I don't know where this is gonna come from, but once we get the okay that you don't have to wear masks anymore, you're probably gonna see a lot of crazy Democrat leftists. You know, who sit at home and watch CNN and have nothing better to do with their lives except complain and, and, and hate anyone and everyone who disagrees with them. <laughs> They're still going to be wearing masks, I almost guarantee you. In fact, you'll probably see some people wearing double masks because they think Fauci is the second coming. And Fauci is, oh, he's a god. Anyway. Uh, so, here's an example of a bad governor, that being Governor Cuomo in New York. Biden seizes on, or excuse me, Cuomo seizes on common ground with Biden, agrees that sexual misconduct allegations should be investigated. Fox News writing, embattled New York governor Andrew Cuomo deflected questions Wednesday regarding his reaction to President Biden's assertion that he should resign from office if an investigation confirms allegations that he sexually harassed several women. Uh, Cuomo was asked to respond to a specific section of Biden's interview with ABC. And during the interview, uh, Biden said Cuomo should resign if the claims were confirmed. In response, Cuomo noted that Biden called for a full investigation uh, into the allegations. The governor said he agreed with Biden's position and reiterated that he would not resign. Quote, Cuomo saying, if you committed a crime, you can be uh, prosecuted, that's true. But what President Biden said was, we should do an investigation. The question to President Biden starts with, do you think the governor should resign or do you think that there should be a review first? And the president said there should be a review. I agree with him on that. The people of New York agree with him on that. Uh, New York State Attorney General Letitia James, man, uh, launched an investigation after seven women came forward, as we know. And remember, telling you, Letitia James, and I don't know if it's Letitia. I mean, I'd kid around and call her that, Letitia James. Uh, but I'm pretty, it's Tish. I know that her nickname's Tish. I don't know if it's Letitia James, but I, I, don't, I don't know what sounds better. It's Letitia James or Letitia James. Either way, Tish James, that's her name. We'll mess with her. Uh, but anyway, so remember, she wants to be governor. I mean, she does not want Cuomo there. This investigation that comes out, they'll probably, as they say, throw the book at Andrew Cuomo. Remember the New York Times report, January 28th, New York severely undercounted virus deaths. Then March 4th, Cuomo aides rewrote nursing home report to hide higher death toll. I mean, she's on top of him. She ain't, she's not going to let him get away at all, Letitia James. I don't see that happening, ending well for Cuomo whatsoever. I really don't. Uh, but anyway, we continue to press on with that story. Now, example of a good governor, Ron DeSantis today, slamming critical race theory, saying Florida schools will exclude, quote, unsubstantiated theories from curriculum. This was in American Greatness today. During a press conference in Palm Harbor, Florida, on Wednesday, Governor DeSantis announced that his administration is banning critical race theory from being taught in Florida schools. He says, quote, Florida's civics curriculum will incorporate foundational concepts with the best materials and it will expressly exclude unsanctioned narratives like critical race theory and, un and other unsubstantiated theories. There's no room 
in our classrooms for things like critical race theory. By the way, critical race theory, American Greatness, I think, uh, describes it perfectly. And the writer here is Deborah Hine. She says, uh, co uh, critical race theory is a toxic, culturally Marxist worldview that uh, posites that uh, posits that racism is the uh, ordinary state of affairs in our society. Critical race theorists argue that all white people are racists and their racism is manifested everywhere all the time in all of their interactions. Uh, an early supporter of critical race theory was former President Barack Hussein Obama, who learned about the ideology from his Harvard professor, critical race theorist, Derek Bell, Governor DeSantis. Nope, not happening, not in Florida. So we will invest in actual solid true curriculum and we will be a leader in the development of and implementation of a world-class civics education. There's an example, DeSantis Abbott, probably the two best governors in this country, although um, South Dakota Governor uh, Christy Noem, I would argue, is uh, up there as well. Uh, now, an, an example of a terrible governor, that is in California, Gavin Newsom. The Washington Examiner writes today, the deadline to recall Newsom ends today. Here's what you need to know about it. Recall organizers have collected more than the required uh, two or the or excuse me the required signature amount is 2.5 million. Well, these recall organizers have collected more than 2 million, far exceeding the required 1.5 million uh, needed to trigger a recall election in October. However, the Secretary of State's office must still verify those signatures, more of which could be submitted to the county election officials today. So what's next? Uh, the examiner points out election officials must complete their review of signatures by April 29th. Over 80% of the signatures collective collected have so far been validated. The recall proposal must also go through a 30-day window in which supporters can withdraw their names from the petition, giving Democrats a chance uh, to campaign in hopes of convincing people to nix their support. Now, remember earlier this week, Newsom announced a counter campaign, encouraging people to donate in a bid to halt the recall efforts, which, uh, who are the people that are doing this? A partisan Republican coalition of national Republicans, anti-vaxxers, QAnon conspiracy theorists, and anti-immigrant Trump supporters. That's who Gavin Newsom said is, is, is behind this recall effort. Uh, they point out some people who may run in the recall election. Uh, former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner, uh, John Cox, a previous Newsom challenger and California businessman, uh, Doug Ose, Doug Oss, not sure how to say O-S-E, um, an ex-GOP lawmaker representing the state's third district around Sacramento, uh, former Pasadena mayoral candidate, Major Williams. Uh, and by the way, outside of the recall, Newsom would be facing re-election anyway in 2022. With the support of other Democrats, he's determined to take the recall on, though he expressed concerns about it earlier in the week. Yeah, I won't be distracted, he says, by this partisan Republican recall, but you know what? I will. I'll fight it. Uh, Leonard Motti, Shasta County Board Supervisor in Northern California, saying he personally thought the recall push was led by a small but vocal minority who long opposed Newsom even before the pandemic. Says they, they consider him, get this now, the devil 
that's destroying California. And those calls aren't super loud, but there's a loud minority vocal group that talks about recall. Uh, you know, he considers himself a moderate Republican, that uh, Mahdi guy. Uh, see, now, how about this? So we have to get to the press of the press, the PPP media. Get this. Fox News reports today, CNN, CNN hemorrhaging, uh, uh, hemorrhaging uh, viewers, totally losing viewers. I'm not sure why they have to use a long word like that, distract PJW. Uh, CNN completely losing viewers since Trump left office, down 50% in key measurable statistics. Uh, they uh, CNN averaged 2.5 million primetime viewers uh, from November 4th, the day before the presidential election, through inauguration day on January 20th. But viewers fled the network once Biden took office. And CNN now has only averaged 1.6 million primetime viewers from January 21st through March 15th. CNN's viewership during the primetime hours of 8 to 11 dropped 36% since Biden took office. CNN's primetime viewership decline was even sharper among the key demographic of adults aged 25 to 54, plummeting 47% during the same period. Now, Ted Koppel, uh, who was an broadca American broadcaster, uh, mocked CNN's Brian Stelter to his face back in 2018, saying the network's media punt uh, telling Stelter CNN's ratings would be in the toilet without Donald Trump. Well, Stelter that time shook his head in disagreement, but it turns out Koppel was onto something. Uh, now, uh, as well as that, I got to give an update on um, what happened yesterday in Atlanta. Uh, we have here Atlanta shooting suspect tells police attacks not racially motivated uh, was purportedly driven by sex addiction. Okay. Atlanta massage parlor shooting suspect Robert Aaron Long took responsibility for the string of Tuesday night attacks that left eight people dead and another person injured. Uh, police officials say the investigation's ongoing, but the events were not believed to have been racially motivated. Instead, they believe Long opened fire uh, because he saw the locations as an outlet for him to succumb to purported sex addiction temptations cherokee county sheriff's office captain jay baker saying during a news conference uh quote he was apparently has an issue what he considers a sex addiction and sees those these locations as a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate long was i guess on his way to florida at the time of his tuesday night arrest uh and uh this uh Baker said investigators got the impression that uh, he understands the gravity of, of what he did and he was pretty much fed up at the end of his rope. Yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did. Well, the guy deserves the death penalty as far as I'm concerned. It's disgusting. Eight people. Eight people are never going to see their families again. Are never going to experience the wonderful joy of life again because this guy had a sex addiction. I'm not buying it. He deserves the death penalty. Um, now, um, I was just watching um, Sean Hannity's program before coming on air here. Now, Biden was um, yesterday in his interview talking about the talking filibuster. Here, Lindsey Graham just said this exact quote. I just wrote it down um, on Hannity. He said, quote, here's what Biden needs to understand. 
if you go to the talking filibuster we will take the florida stop hr1 i would talk till i fell over he says to make sure we don't go to ballot harvesting and voting by mail uh he said i would talk till i fell over to make sure that the equality act doesn't become law uh destroying the difference between a man and a woman in our law how about that lindsey graham man he gonna fall over if that's if that's what's needed to stop the democrat party i mean i don't always agree with lindsey graham i think the i think he changes like the the wind you know whatever the saying is uh but yeah yeah, whatever it's kind of kind of funny i thought i should uh put that in there because i tell you what there's days where i think we're all talking till uh we fall over but that oh from that from lindsey graham he's gonna talk till he fell till he falls over it's dedication i give i give lindsey graham credit for that complete and utter dedication to the cause and the cause by the way of defeating the democrat party well the as our countdown goes uh, along we have 1404 days left in the biden administration